Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Colin Squires. Your old life, the life that you've been living, the life that you've been sensing, is this all there is? The life where you've thought, if people really knew the real me. The life where you've thought, I'm stuck, I'm guilty. Jesus says to you, it is finished. If you want it to be, he's made the way. If we're willing to say yes to him. Thank you, Jesus. You can take a seat for a minute, but let's just stay in this place of just listening to God. If you're someone who doesn't call yourself a Christian, that was me till I was 17, as a, you know, a really staunch atheist, this would be an uncomfortable place for me to be. But God, I believe, in the same way that he wanted to speak to me, wants to speak to you right now. So all of us, let's just say, God, if you're there, <laughs> speak to me. And he will, because he is. You know, there are a couple of things that really come to mind every time we, we have baptisms that I absolutely love. The first is, wow, what an amazing picture of what Jesus has done. Or oh, love the testimonies. Just amazing. Only Jesus could change a life like that. And the other is, I hope they remember to take their phone out of the pocket. <laughs> but baptism is this wonderful kind of composite whole of all these truths about what Jesus has done for us. And I don't know if you guys noticed, there was a bit of a theme through a lot of the testimonies. And the theme that really stood out to me was that lots of these guys had known church. They'd known something of religion. They'd known something of Christianity, but it was empty because they hadn't known God, Jesus. They hadn't had that relationship. There's this Bible verse in, in Romans 8, and it, in it puts it really wonderfully like this. It says, for what the law, what, what religion was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by our sinful nature, by the mistakes we made. We could never stick to it perfectly anyway. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful people like you and me to be a sin offering, to make us right with God, to have relationship, to bring us into relationship. And there was this amazing just story throughout these testimonies of religion didn't do it for me. God has saved me. God has changed my life. And I want to tell you today, if, if all you've known, if the reason that, that you feel cold towards God is only because you've known a cold church, firstly, I'm sorry. We, the church, are supposed to be a picture of Jesus, but we make mistakes. We mess up. We hurt people unintentionally, but we hurt people. People get upset, offended, but that is not who God is. God is good. Now, most of us know this story about Noah and the flood, right? Most of us have heard that. We learned it in Sunday school. And you know how the story goes. The earth is evil. It's a pretty bad place. And, uh, and, and in fact, the Bible actually says that every thought was only evil all the time. Have you ever felt like that? <laughs> I think most of us, we like to think, oh, I have the occasional evil thought some of the time. I don't know. Some of us, maybe you do feel like, well, all I have is evil thoughts all the time. That's all I know. But this was the world that Noah was in. And Noah, 
he was the one who was right with God. He was the one good man amongst in a world entirely evil. And we know the story. God speaks to Noah and he says, I want you to build an ark, this really big boat, and you're going to take your family into it and you're going to take animals into it and I'm going to spare you. But the rest of the world, because it's just evil, there's nothing good left in it, only evil, needs to be completely wiped away and made new. I love the way that, that Spurgeon, that great Bible teacher, puts it. He, he says that um, it was not just a reforming and restoring to its primitive innocence, but it was a complete destruction and therefore a complete newness. And uh, God speaks, Noah, build this boat, and then the floodwaters come. The, the ground opens up, water comes up, water pours down from the heavens for 40 days and 40 nights, and this flood that just covers everything. And we know, of course, what happens is... Noah and his family and the animals on the ark, they're protected, they make it through, and then they find land. And when they step off of this boat, they find this beautiful, new, clean land, ready to go in and fill and multiply. And God's promise is spoken over them saying, this judgment is never coming upon you again. This is now new. This is the start of something new. And then the Apostle Peter, all the way in the New Testament, hundreds, thousands of years later, he says like this, God was waiting patiently for people while Noah was building his big boat. And only a few, eight in all, were saved in the boat through the flood water. And that water is like baptism, which now saves you. He says this water that flooded the earth to wipe out all the old, this is what happens in baptism. That this is not a slow kind of reforming, positive thinking, I'll get a bit better. It is a recognition that the old me is, there's nothing good in me. It needs to be completely swallowed up by the flood water, completely raised to the ground, nothing left. But what is washed away and made clean, what remains is something entirely new and beautiful and clean and with a promise spoken over it of this judgment need never come against you again. And Peter says, baptism is like this. This is for all of us. This water, this washing is for all of us if we choose it. There's another place in the Bible, it goes, goes, sorry, Peter goes on to say that baptism then is not a washing of the dirt from the body. It is asking God for a clean conscience. It saves you because Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. I want to ask this really simple question this morning. Do you have anything in your conscience that needs to be cleaned? Those fears, those anxieties, those worries, or maybe that guilt, or the shame, or that thought of, if people knew that about me, they couldn't love me. I could never tell anybody this. This is my worst, my darkest, my bottom of the barrel, as George called it. Is there anything that's been done to you? that the images of it still fill your mind. There's a sense of guilt in what was involved. Is there anything that your conscience needs to be cleaned from? Because I know mine did. Baptism is this picture of washing of a clean conscience. And the Bible says it's not actually the water. You know, if it was the water, we could bottle it and sell that and we would be, you know, flush with cash because that is powerful. 
it is not the water, it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from sin, the Bible says. It cannot be bought or sold or bartered for or earned. It's a free gift. And if your conscience needs cleaning, this morning Jesus says, let me wash it. Let me make you new. The old you has to go completely. There's no keep a little bit or what bits can I choose. It has to be a complete renewal. But if you say, Jesus, I'm fed up in my old life. Like so many of these guys said, I looked to this, I looked to that, I looked to this. Nothing satisfied me. If you're fed up of looking for something to satisfy you, I want to tell you this morning, just like these beautiful, moving, amazing testimonies of lives transformed by Jesus, he can do that for you too. And do you know what is amazing? Is that's not just if you're someone who's never been a Christian. It's not just somebody, you know, who maybe walked away from God. This is for every single one of us. This is this amazing picture of what God does in us. That every day we can, we can just come back to this. We can come back to this moment. And you know what? If God left, if that was it, if that was all the gospel, this good news was, then it would be great, Right? But we know that if Jesus then made us new and left us to it, we'd mess up again. Anyone else? Me or just me? <laughs> but he doesn't leave us. He says, not only will I make you new, but then I'll come and walk this new with you and I'll lead you. I'll show you in relationship. I'll love you and show you what it means to be loved and to love. I'll show you how to not make mistakes, but when you do, how to turn it around. Joel 2, 12 and 13 says this. Even now, declares the Lord. Whether you've been saved 50 years or five minutes or never, you don't know God. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. The people in the book of Joel, they turned from God and they'd made all these mistakes. And, and it was tradition at the time, if you were really upset about something, you would, you would rend, you'd tear your garments. And Jesus, is, God is saying, don't worry about this outward bit. If your heart is breaking, come to me, repent, say, Jesus, I'm sorry, forgive me for my sin. Make me new, wash me with that water, wash me with your blood, make me new. And he will. And Judd, uh, Judd Wilhite, who's a pastor of um, Central Church in the States, he, he put it this way, and I, I love the way he summed it up. Even now, if you've lost your temper, let your words fly. Even now, after you've shaded the truth and manipulated the situation. Even now, after you've let selfishness and sin drive your decisions. Even now, after you've gossiped and run others down and rushed to judgment. Even now, after you've made a mess of things. Return to me, because he is gracious and compassionate. We, we've been talking we've been about sharing Jesus and sharing life and sharing faith these last weeks. And it's been amazing seeing that around the table. But I believe that Jesus is saying this morning, I want to share me. I want, I'm Jesus and I want to share Jesus this morning. And just give some space just to respond to him. So would you stand with me? As we just take some space in our lives this morning just to respond to Jesus afresh. And it might be this morning, if you just close your eyes, just start talking to the Lord. And it might be that your heart is beating your chest right now. You don't know Jesus. And I want to say, if you want to know him, if you want to make that, have that new start, I want to invite you to come down here to the front and just meet with him. Just spend some time with him. Say, Jesus, I need that cleansing. I need that washing like that flood water. Wash the old me and give me a new life like these testimonies of these stories of these changed lives I've heard this morning. 
Maybe you just want to rededicate your life to Jesus. This morning, Jesus, I've messed up. Thank you, you're gracious and compassionate. I'm going to come. Maybe we just want to remind ourselves that we're his. And every nag of the enemy that says we're not, we just want to silence. Come, come to the front. Just come, come like to the altar. There's nothing special about the stage, but there's something when we take a step physically, just like baptism is a physical representation of what's going on in the spirit. As we physically step forward to the front, we're saying, Jesus, I'm stepping into your goodness and your promises. Maybe you need your conscience cleaned. Something you've done or something that's been done to you. Maybe you need new life. The way you've been doing things at the moment, it's just not satisfying you. And you know there's more. You don't know how to live it. Come. Maybe you need relationship. You've known religion, but now you want to know Jesus. You've been lost or lonely without direction. You think God's been angry with you. We've been far from God. Or maybe you just want refreshing. Come. So I want to invite you right now, if you're any one of those people, come. And if you're like, I just need someone to pray with me and agree with me some stuff. We've got some guys who are going to be over here at the front. I'm going to be here. If you want to come, just come and say, can you just agree with me for this? Pray for me for this and we'll pray. But right now, I want to invite us, come. Take that step. Take the step just physically. Just, just come. Let's come to the altar afresh. Surrender afresh. Thank you, Jesus. And I can't believe I'm the only person in here who needs to come. But I'm going to come first. (laughs) And let's just worship and meet with him. Receive from him. Receive Jesus afresh. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.